Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Welcome in to the PHNX Rising Post Game Podcast. Whew, there's a lot to take in, folks. We just witnessed a 1-1 draw with Phoenix Rising taking a point off of with Monterey Bay. I am Max Simpson, and I'm joined by a man who... Man, he just kind of weathered the storm down there. Uh, kept us winning a bit during postgame, but he's here now, it Mr. Owen Evans. Blames me for I that didn't one. Blame. It's not my fault if people, not my fault that like Kev Lambert whoa, whoa, decided whoa, whoa, to go whoa, whoa, around whoa. and say hi to everybody. He's a nice guy. Yeah, I saw him. He was dabbing up the the kids, the youths, as they say. He, he, was, came, doing he came it. and he did the uh, postgame topless with us because he already handed these away. Uh, listen, after you score a goal like that, where you just tower over someone, and a much better job than I just did, you can do a postgame shirtless. It don't matter. So. Love that. There was a lot of performances to take in. Rising did somewhat hold Monterey at bay. There you go. For those of you at home who like that pun, Owen does not like that. Move but on, man. Let's get into it. We got the numbers for He's getting you. He's by the press box here. <laughs> let's get into the numbers. By the numbers, you know, like we said, 1-1. One, one. I will say, though, actually, oh, yes. there's one slight update here. Sorry. Yes. It comes in because the expected goals changed. Right on that final very shot. Yeah, that, you Rising know, actually that did is win where, the expected goals oh, battle. Sorry, yeah. 1.03. Okay. Thank Just you. Just going to say that. Appreciate that. Yes, yeah, so good update with the expected goals. Possession 60-40. I mean, especially in the first half, we saw Rising just absolutely dominating. There was a stretch where I feel Monterey didn't even really have, string together a couple of passes for a good saw 10, 15 minutes in a row, all rising the first half, evened out a bit in the second. Shot disparity is the big one. Uh, 10, right? And this, this also probably is a bit of an update as well. Yep. Again, we were scrambling a bit <laughs> off of the last shots. I'm going to guess it's probably 11-5 uh, rising Max, now. Max, right in front of you. Oh, goodness. Thank you very much. 12-5 rising. Okay, there there's two in the last with one shot on target for rising out of those 12. One shot on target off of those 12. Monterey still holds Pat with four, or excuse me, three shots on target, five total. It's one of those things where this game rewards people who can finish clinically. Rising had a couple chances, Not a that. really tough couple chances in this Not match. That, was it? it was, yeah. oh, I think the last one, the last one even as well. Just the Dude. way that, Dude. Just, and I was right oh. by at that point. I was right by the the, the oh. goalposts, right, that it goes past. And yeah. you're just looking at it and thinking, you can tell off his foot it's going wide, but he's got just enough timing there. You're like, does it take, can it take a little yeah. nick? Yeah. And maybe someone just gets something in there. Can someone get something on it and just tap it in? It, no. Oh, it is the no, de- it is literally the definition of, hey, I'm walking here, but it's people running to the ball. You're trying to get there at the same time and just, like, you're talking a split, like a second difference and that's in the back of the net uh just a tough way to go out there one off the post off the woodwork very early on in the first half another one uh gallardo with a header just goes like half a foot over the crossbar there were chances to be had and yet the crazy thing is as we said you look at the first half rising they didn't finish their chances but they were the more dominant team you think all you really need is one goal based on the fact that Monterey didn't really have any chances. And yet, go figure, off of this match, a corner kick, um, you know, late in this match, or excuse me, like 61st minute, Monterey Bay gets a corner, foul in the box, we get a PK. And that's how we open the scoring. Uh, what did you think about the call, Mr. Mister Ref, sir? No, it's a foul. I, I mean, look, when you are a defender, you cannot, cannot expect that if you're going to put arms around someone like that, have that kind of physical contact on them. And yes, 
Is it possibly not called if he doesn't run, go into his own player? Yes. But what helps initiate that contact? The fact that Fuenmayor has got far too much on him. That's the problem. Fuenmayor, just looking at the replays, looks as though he has just got far too much on the, the uh, Monterey Bay player yeah. there. When you do that, you're just giving the referee an excuse to point to the spot. If you don't yeah. put your arms on like that, you don't put the referee in a position they can call it. Yep. I don't have any sympathy. I just really don't have any sympathy for that one. It was a needless, needless contact that, to be honest, was probably a bit excessive. And referee points to the spot. Hey, what can you do? He, get, you do? he gave him a nice, how you doing? How you been? It's been a while. So here's the thing with that, with that PK. There is a, an interesting update that Alex Dixon coming into this match, was it not five shots and five goals? Six if you count the Open Cup. Yes. Okay, Okay. there we go. Six and six, yeah. He did have two shots in this match. One of them did not find in the back of the net. However, the penalty sure did. He opens up the scoring. And then, like we mentioned, Rising put the foot on the gas. Couple, really nice chance that almost gets tapped in. And then ensuing corner immediately afterwards, 67th minute. Who else? The captain, El Capitan, Kev Lambert, towering header, mm -hmm. equalizes the match. And at that point, it's just an all-out sprint with everything else that happened. We're still trying to catch our breath. That last uh, second possible game clincher that we reckon with. But just there's so much to take in from this match. Where do you think was the difference why Rising got a point and I would say not the three points? Not clinical enough. Okay. It's as simple as that. I mean... Look, you don't get the sets again. It's 12 shots, one on target. You can't play a game in, in the way that Phoenix Rising did, right? And have some chances that were actually not too bad chances, which given that just how deep Monterey Bay sat and, and Juan actually said in the post game, you know, yes, he's expecting Monterey Bay to sit deep. He wasn't expecting to sit quite that deep. Yeah. Um, you get some of those chances, you have to take them. You have to bury them. If you are not forcing the goalkeeper, look, again, one on target. One on target hits the back of the net. Keep it in, make a save. Yeah. Why are you not being, why are you not challenging him? <sighs> yeah. It's, I mean, that's the thing. There, there was a bit more challenges in, especially the first one. Like I said, there's one off the woodwork. There are those chances. But even so, once that one off the woodwork didn't go in, you think, okay, maybe there's going to be more and there's going to be more foot on the gas. It just wasn't there. Now, here's the thing as we, as we hear the planes going on ahead, you know, Nice, lovely background noise for us. But as we discussed, this is going to be a chess match with Monterey Bay and how in their match against New Mexico, out of, their, out of their four goals, three of them, the first three, there was a, a total of six passes, I think, amongst those three goals. It is very direct. It is highway route, Autobahn. You are putting the foot on the gas. And that was the worry of Rising has done well in their recent matches when they are pushing up the field. Their back line is essentially no further back than midfield. Even Rocco was up in these matches. And yet, how do you counter that when you typically have to stay back against a team that countered? And what we saw, the way that they did that both offensively and defensively, was they had eight guys in the middle, and the only guys who are even really giving 10-plus yards of separation, and they were hugging the sideline, were the two backs, were the two outside backs, Uzo and Gabby Torres. You know, and that's just something where, my word, 
it was a decision that was made, but we saw there was a bit of success, and that's kind of how it led to some chances. Right, and it was also, there's another factor to it as well, and this is what Kev was speaking about in, in the post game. that there's also an, an element of them making sure to drop quickly, um, paying attention, being disciplined in those moments yep. as well, and knowing when they have to drop, and perhaps even sometimes preemptively doing so. Um, so there, there were a variety of things. You are right. They were clogging up the middle a lot more than they normally would. Um, but again, I think as well that it's... Look, it was successful in many ways. That It's telling the fact that ultimately Rising only conceded from a penalty kick. Yeah. Um, it, it didn't really look... I know there were a few shots on target, but I, I wouldn't have said overall that Rising were threatened that much in that game. And that's why it's disappointing. That's why it's disappointing to come away with this kind of result because Phoenix Rising did threaten in the Monterey Bay penalty area in a way that Monterey Bay didn't really do. The only difference is when Phoenix Rising were getting in there, they were, they were maybe threatening in the penalty area, but they weren't threatening the goal. It's another match where, again, Rising more dominant team in possession, in aerial duels seemingly, and really just the control of the match. And it's funny because... We say there was one off the woodwork. There was a couple, you know, the last second. Uh, this could be the go-ahead goal. Listen, we're talking completely different. Our mood is completely different. If Rocco Rios Novo doesn't make uh, – what a, what, a, what a save. I, I really don't even Very know what true. more to say. Where that man reaches back and it's just on a tightrope, hanging seamlessly in midair, not only just to save it, but to somehow parry it out of the box even slightly – I, I do not know how he did that. He went straight on Matrix or whatever movie you want, superhero movie you want to reference. He saved that match, and that's that's the game right there. It is. It is. It is. And it's it comes down to that. I mean, look, Rising has always had some very good goalkeepers here, and I think Rocco maybe built a little bit different to some of the he others. Built but different. <laughs> mostly because he's short. Okay, okay but, for a goalkeeper, uh, he's short. Physically, metaphorically. Okay? But very good with his feet. Yeah. And as you see, in big moments, he can step up, as he did today. Something that we've seen Phoenix Rising goalkeepers do for years. And, yeah, I mean, BJ in the chat saying save of the week candidate. I think oh, it's I don't a, think I don't think it was a candidate. candidate. That, I don't. What's well, going to beat that? There's a, there's a, <laughs> this league. This league. This never league. say that. Never yeah. say that. We'll get on to the rest of this league later, I'm sure. Oh, my word. Well, I think that is a fantastic leading candidate for save of the week. For the USL, we were asking in the chat as we were waiting for someone to get on this He's post game. Me. It's I, not my fault. I would never. I would never. I came back up here setting up. He's no, busy this... typing away in the oh, YouTube chat. Oh, I mean... I'm sorry for engaging our fans. No, you know, we, we do not blame Owen. He's doing the good work. No, but we were. I was asking, who are some of the candidates for man of the match? And we had it. We were talking. This kind of swung multiple times for us. You have Rocco Rios Novos with that save. Kev Lambert with the goal is also an easy one. But I think I heard this from the South End. I heard this on Twitter. I heard this from everyone. And it's a man who consistently gets better and better every match. It's Uzo, man. It, it's it's got to be Uzo. He is our player of the game. Three chances created off of five crosses. It's one of those things where he did not – he had a lot of dribbles, and he wasn't winning everyone. He got beat sometimes, yeah. for sure. But when he put those balls in, it led to – that one off the woodwork, it led to that one that was just over the crossbar. And it was something that he's a guy who every single time he is in that corner and he is going at someone, you feel he's going to burn him with his speed. And he's like, it's he's an exciting player to watch. 
he really is. on our team. He really is. Yeah. He's, he's a guy who just, I think it's, and we said this so many times, right? It's the pace, the physicality, yeah. the technical skills. You look at the crosses he was knocking in the first half. Mm-hmm. You look at the opportunities that that created. And I, I think, look, in, in Uzo, you've got someone that just genuinely is, is really, really dangerous in this system that Juan has created as a Max here, just bringing the thing across. You know, oh, yeah. man, I thought that was going to be a lot more subtle. You he know, if producer Sean was going to have the graphic up a little bit longer. Oh, but, uh, well. <laughs> but, yeah, he, he's a guy who, who just contributes so much to this yeah. team, works so well in this system, that I, I'm personally very happy to see him. Now, I'll say, let's stick on that fullback kind of thing here. Yeah. Uh, we did have a little bit of an update on Gabby Torres. Um, early days, Swan wasn't really ready to commit to quite what it was, but it was maybe a little MCL kind of thing going on there. Yeah. He's hopeful it's not too bad. They're going to yeah. have to evaluate. Um, beyond that as well, I guess the other injury update that I'll give is Emil Cuejo. Cuejo, a little bit of tightness in the groin, a little bit of a tweak maybe. Uh, they left him out as a precaution. The hope is, is that now they've got a week to get him back to full fitness before that kind of like chaotic week of three games in eight days. So that's the plan is to try and make sure that he gets back. He gets fit as soon as possible. Um, same with Varela. They wanted to make sure he's, he's yeah. ready. Um, they're not, they're not pushing them faster than they, they have to. Um, however, I will say this one. This is one that always comes up when people ask when he's not in the 18, Darnell King, um, by the sound of things, it's performance related and it's not a slight on him in so much as Juan will say he he's out there hustling every day at training. He's giving it his all. He just needs to keep that up and he'll get his chance. But it's not injury related. It's it's at this point a choice not to have him in the 18, mm. which is interesting yeah, because then, is. I, I mean, <clears throat> I, I, I'm intrigued what the chat thinks here. I know that people have views on, I guess, particularly Babukar Jai probably is one of the defenders, is it? That's on the bench, um, although he plays in some other positions as well. I don't know, chat. What do we think? Um, do we think that Darnell King should be in the 18 or not? Let us know. And I think it's something that's going to be really good fodder for <clears throat> Tuesday's show and continued discussion. But I, I'm curious to see what the chat thinks. It's an interesting one, right? I mean, you even see the guys who came off the bench. You see that. I think it's really interesting because we've seen, right, Uzo, we're saying on one side, Gabby Torres on the other, and yet – even when the replacements come in, I really didn't see a drop-off that the, everyone, all the outside backs were whipping and crosses. They were utilizing their pace. And it's just something where I haven't seen this type of depth of position in a, in a while. Now, granted, it's one match. Haven't really had to see this type of uh, depth being used, but it's really telling that we saw multiple guys in there who were burning their uh, counterparts for Monterey Bay. And it's just... You love to see that rotation. Yeah. Yeah. Man, well, so much to talk about. I am literally trying to not lose my voice because it has been a heck of a stretch for us today. Yesterday, everything going on. One thing I'm going to do to help rehydrate myself is to go to Circle K and grab a nice, cold, refreshing Polar Pop. They got all kinds of things. As you guys know, they got Polar Pops, iced coffee, beer specials, Red Bull, Monster, energy drinks, all that jazz. Get yourself some today. Proud partner of Phoenix Rising. Saw my boy Mitchell out here in the season opener. All good people. And make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff. Head to CircleK.com slash store-locator. Again, CircleK.com slash store-locator to find a Circle K near you and stock up. And while you're stocking up, 
Grab a Four Peaks brew. I'm so excited to drink a cold one after this. I don't think that's going to help Straight with my in the voice. Fridge when I get back home. I, I don't think that's going to help with my voice. But honestly, at this point, I I need it. I don't need it. I think there's a couple of wows left in there. I, I hope there's a couple of wows in the fridge. I don't need it. I don't need it. I uh, need no. it. But yes, we, yes, yes. You don't like that's yeah, a great SpongeBob reference. The people love it. Uh, yeah, but yes, the best place to enjoy Four Peaks is at their A Street Pub. Also, get it in your fridge of choice. The best place to watch the NFL draft with your boys, with me. It is April 27th. It's right around the corner. It's at their 8th Street Pub. Register for free in the link in our show notes to be there. We got beer specials, Red Bird Lager, $3 Pints, $5 Pitchers, all that jazz. Make sure you are 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly, Mr. Owen Evans. Uh, I, I have a look in the word. chat first. Yes. Let's have a look yes. in the chat because we have had some people here. I'll start by just saying hi to Bob Bradley, the latest of the American coaches that people have found. So wait, wait, we, we have, we, we, we we have had, we've, we've had Greg Berhalter. Sign my son. We've had Greg Berhalter. No, it's all right, Bob. You, we've you, we, we, we've had Greg Berhalter. Jack. We have Jesse Marsh. And that is Bob Bradley. Uh, Bob, you might have changed your uh, – your surname there. Uh, interesting spelling. Yeah. But uh, also, Devin's chat, uh, you need a Polar Pop after. Sp- We're not going to talk about it. I drank copious amounts of Polar Pops and Four Beaks. That was yeah. a tough one. We don't talk about that. Well, let's go we back move actually, on. And move some, on. Of, some of the chat's comments here on the thing. I did ask them to, to comment on it, so I'm going to go through some of the comments now. Uh, we got, who have we got here? Michael saying that he thinks Daniel's still a great leader. Uh, Scott and Jai, <clears> still <throat> fast, still can't finish. That's fair. Um, what else we got? Uh, Michael saying that healthy, it should be Uzo and Gabby can't take them out. That's fair. That's fair. But I guess the question is more about the 18, I suppose. And would you have King on the bench? Yep. Kieran saying King has a newborn. Not surprised if he's exhausted. That's that's also fair. Little Malachi there. Uh, Devin saying Jai can run past anyone, but can't cross or does too much. I think that's also fair. And then BJ with a comment. Jai can't keep his excitement in control. That corner he took as a prime example. King has to accept a different role. I don't think he should be a 90 starter. More of a role towards the end of the match. That's a fair point. I think so. I think so. Because, yeah. again, as as Michael pointed out, I think the form that Uzo's on, you can't drop Uzo. No. Uh, Gabby as well, the form that Gabby's I mean, he, on. He, now he may be injured. There may be an opportunity arrives there. Yeah. But... You can't drop Gabby if he's fit. You, I completely you can, agree. You can't drop either. Both of, of those players yeah. deserve their spots in that team. Then you get into the question then of would you put him in at the back? And then you're talking about yeah. what? So when my all maybe you drop? But here, here's the tough thing is I'm, I'm not looking at this from a drop perspective. It's the way that both of those guys play. They are running so much logging, so many miles and so many minutes. I'm not saying you're going to drop them, but you have to find some sort of rotation of giving some other guys minutes. Whether it is Njai, whether whether it is Darnell King, whoever that is, you have to kind of have that plan. And I'm not sure if we saw a bit of it tonight. Of maybe that could be the answer. Maybe it's not. Definitely the people got brought who got brought on have their shortcomings. But I like that the pace continued. But no one's going to match that type of crossing finishing ability that we see from Uzo no, and Gabby. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. There's a there's a reason that they were starting this game. They they completely deserve those spots, starting spots. <laughs> well, I'm curious how. Does this change from last week in the performance we saw today? Last week, it was a very much built up. Rising was completely dominant really throughout the match. And it was a bit more clinical, a bit more out inside the box. Today's match, a lot more of lumping in, a lot more of crosses. Not as, I would say, adventurous, perhaps, as last week. There's good and bad to that. But where do you see the difference? Right. And I think that's partly because of just the team you're playing against. Um you're playing a team today that were willing to accept that you you had 
all of the ball, pretty much. They were willing to. Now, admittedly, it was only about 60% in the end, um, actually, the possession figures. But you were against a team that were willing to sit back and let you knock it around. You were against a team that were, more importantly, I think, going to utterly demolish you if you tried to play a more open game. Mm-hmm. Um, it forces you to adopt that kind of okay, we're going to go side to side and we're going to try and wear you down kind yep. of mentality. I think that's where part of the difference was with Birmingham Legion compared to this. Just the very nature of the opponent required you to treat it differently. Yep. It required you to consider a more patient approach. Because I think if Rising wasn't patient, I think if Rising did go a little bit more gung-ho at any point really in the game, barring maybe the last couple of minutes when I understood it a lot more, I think the Monterey Bay would have made them pay. And look, it's it's kind of the difference here. I, I mean, you can say Birmingham Legion a better team probably than Monterey Bay. Um, results tonight, and we'll get onto those later. May disagree with you, but um, yeah, it's it, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I think that they they set up and the plan wasn't necessarily wrong today. I just think that it just wasn't clinical enough. Yeah, um, and that's 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 kind of where it was. I mean, Rising maybe going to be more clinical in Le- uh, against Birmingham, but at the same time did put more of those aerial balls away. Yeah, and I and I think like to your point, this is just a different opponent that really that they faced all season. Haven't quite seen this. Maybe in some sort of ways, Loyal has a bit of that clinical in that fast break kind of uh, counterattacking opportunity. But even them not really the same level as Monterey Bay has we've seen in the past. So I do get that hesitancy, but it is something we have seen where even when they are winning these games, even when they're eking out points, it's something that it is something to look on. We keep on seeing this team improve match over match. And I generally think even in today, there are a lot of good things to take away, but that is the one thing of there has to be that clinical finishing and that has been nagging a bit. Yeah, it does. It has been that. That's been the problem. And yeah. I, and it kind of came into something where, look, when I asked about Darnell and asked about why he's being left out the 18, I mean, Juan was quite clear. He he said, okay, I'm, I'm going to speculate now. I'm going to, I will, I will be clear on this one. He, he mentioned multiple players. The way that he left Artiaga at the end when he was saying about different guys fighting for their positions, and he mentioned guys who realistically aren't fighting for their positions. Kev Lam sure. is not going to be dropped. Sure. Okay? When he was ma- naming players like that, you know they're not going to be dropped outside of fitness issues. Okay? But he left Artiaga at the end. Is it maybe a warning again to Artiaga? Look, you've got to really hit the ground running a bit more. You're in number nine. You've got to make sure that you're getting that attack running. Uh, and yeah. you've got to be that presence in there that you're going to Put them away. Um, I, I know that Michael will happily ch- jump in our chat, I'm sure, and <laughs> have his <laughs> thoughts about Manuel Artiaga. But it's true. As a number nine, you have to be dangerous. You have to yeah. make the opponents worry you, uh, uh, worry about you. Yeah. Um, it's uh, Is he doing enough, broadly speaking? Well, That's where the question is. Really. No, and, and it's honestly a fair question. Where even in the two goals that he scored in that brace um, in the draw against Loyal, both the goals, right place, right time, positioning inside the box, very much near the six. We have seen that whether it's a ball played in over the top, whether it's a ball that he receives outside the 18 and dribbling in, he has had the ball wriggle away a bit and just he doesn't have, from what we've seen, that I'm going at a goalie or defender one-on-one. I'm going to be able to win that, get a shot. That's just not his game. He is a guy who I'm going to be a 
poacher, a position myself around the box. And I'm not saying that's an insult. That is a good type of striker to have. It is just tough when he isn't making those other opportunities. And when a game like this, where you have to get some sort of clinicalness inside the box and it was screaming out and there were a couple opportunities for him, just didn't come together. Yeah. I'm getting curious your thoughts on Jackson Conway getting a bit longer of a run out, which we have been looking for. We have been. We have been. It's it's still tough, though. I, I find it tough on a forward sometimes coming off the bench. That's not an easy position to be no. in. Um, I, I mean, and he's not necessarily a quick forward, which quick forwards I find tend to sometimes have a little bit of an advantage off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a knock on him. He's, he's got his playing style. Yeah. Um, look, I feel as though unless we see maybe a little bit more from Manuel Artiaga, I would be leaning towards saying that maybe we should see Jackson Conway starting a game at some point in the near future. Um, I, I mean, he needs more of a goal for confidence, BJ says in the chat. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, it's interesting, right, because we are now seeing through a good handful of matches through the season how we are seeing those guys who we know they're undroppable. We are now seeing people who can come in, those rotation guys, and still figuring out there. It's something where I think there is a bit of give and take finding the right guys to get in place. And I think to your point, even though he has started these matches, wouldn't be, I don't think there's a downside, right? No. To, to let it, to letting me, Hey, Jackson, take this spot. See if you can keep it. Yeah. yeah. I, I think there's, I think there's an opportunity there. Okay. Um, oh, we got Bob Bradley, Bradley, Bradley again. saying about how he's a former premier league. He's Pre- premier. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. Uh, nice cup of tea. Yeah, nice little moths here, by the way, in case anyone's uh, catching them going across the, the face of the camera. Our lights are attracting them. Lights are attracting them. Lights, lights, are, attra- are, attracting lights them. are attracting me last night when we were hanging out with OGs at Buds of Palooza. Oh, man. Oh, man. Love the time there. Rocking our co-branded merch. Such a fun time with everyone there. Uh, just great food. Great everything like that. We watched- I got to meet. I got to meet. Uh, I got to meet. Mitch as well from DNVR Rapids. Yes, you did. Yeah, and I gave him some stick about MLS because. Uh, <laughs> what, what was the question you asked him? What question Something about uh, their open cup match uh, coming. Oh, their open cup. Is he looking forward to losing to a League One team? Oh, yeah. oh yes. Mm. And uh, yeah. and what was his answer? Well, he didn't rule it out, did he? No, we did not. No, no, we did not. <laughs> no, but we had a great time there, Mitch. On the real. People, shout out, people shout are out in here, you. by the way. Uh, oh. Just saying. Sorry. Oh, carry on. I was gonna say, Mitch, thank you for coming down and helping us out. Good time there. Uh, we also watched Super Mario, Super Mario Brothers movie. Good time there. But uh, yeah, thank you to our friends at OGs for hooking us up. A wonderful time at Buds Palooza, and you guys know where to check them out. OGsBrands.com. Find a dispensary near you. Grab their stuff. You already know it's awesome. Yeah, I was sorry. I was getting distracted by the chat. Yes. I forgot you were in the <laughs> It's okay. It happens. There's a lot of controversy here. Apparently, JJ didn't talk to Kev Lambert after the game. I mean, okay. It was nice to see uh... JJ back, though. Like, the good times when JJ was here. Those were yeah. good times to be around Phoenix Rising. Um, yeah. <laughs> So shout out to Adrian there. I got to take a picture with Owen tonight. Best part of the game. That's it. For anyone who doubted that people do actually sometimes ask me for pictures, there is your evidence. Yes. I That's saw fair. It. That is now two 
league home matches in a row that you've got your picture taken. I'm one of the away games. It's, there you go. Meanwhile, this is the second match in a row where people have asked me, uh, Max, hmm, that's a tough Tough results. Uh, you're going to take some OGs after the game. So consistency there. Love that for you. Love that for they me. They know you love the partnerships. Oh, they do. And speaking of partnerships, got to shout out our friends at Valley Tap Room. You guys know uh, doing their, Tuesday, their trivia on Tuesdays, all that good stuff, the nice patio, the nice beer selection, all that stuff. We are looking to work with our man Donald out there on some cool rising content. So stay tuned for that. But as always, our friends on the East Valley, check it out. Over on the 202 and Gilbert Road, they got all of the great stuff on there. So please go go get a, a Danny Trejo beer or whatnot. Do what you need to, whatnot, but have a good time. Tell Donald we send you, and next time Owen will buy you a beer. Owen, a we, uh, we go around the USL? Yeah, well, I, before we go around the USL, I did want to make sure we touched on, we already talked about a couple stand-up performers from this match. We had... Our man of the match, Uzo. We had Kev Lambert. We have Rocco. And chat, let me hear from you as well. Anyone else we should give our props to who, who stood oh. out this match? Oh. While you're thinking, while you're thinking, Quite. I'm gonna shout out one. Daniel Crutzen. I liked his distribution. A lot of those balls, especially Uzo, were bit fair. Yes, yes, yes. Very end, I know, I know, very end, I know, I know sure where that I know. For, and but... fair, fair. A lot of those balls to Uzo. Very much of like you're talking, you're hitting a 40, 50 yard ball on a rope, and he landed a lot more than he missed. And granted, Uzo, he's got the speed, it helps him out, but very good there. Um, also, good distribution to Gabby. I thought the back line had pretty solid distribution throughout. And then, I mean, again, it's one of those things where even where he isn't the man of the match, still had a solid game. I think, again, Carlos Arvi, a guy who just keeps the thing going. I, those are my stand-up He's critical to this team. He is. He's he really is. Well, actually, give you know what? There was Kieran's actually got a very good point here. I yeah. give my shout out to the South End. That's fair. I'll do that. They were good. They were good tonight. I thought it was. This man knows how to play to a crowd. It was. it was quite an no, atmosphere was. down there. There was the beer being chucked around, water being chucked around. Good time. Good time. <laughs> Guys to the top Friggin' Veda in a ski mask playing uh, with, with, with some uh, n- nice hand gestures to me. We'll put it that way. We'll, we'll, nice. we'll leave it at that. But yes, shall, nice. we, shall we go around the USL? Should we go around the USL? Okay, Woo! time for some scores. See, I just went around right there. In the USL oh, Championship. Yeah. <laughs> Loudoun United, free. Birmingham Legion, nil. Ooh. FC huh? Tulsa, one. Hmm. Charleston Battery, Two. Okay, that Charleston battery result now evening out again. Looking nice. Looking, looking not bad. Pittsburgh Riverhands. Two. RGV. Nil. Ooh. Okay. 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 Miami FC. Nil. Detroit City. Nil. Mm. Louisville City. One. San Antonio. Nil. Was that a late one? Were we talking about? Uh, I didn't really follow that one. I know it was kind of happening. Yeah. No. Uh, 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 Memphis. Nine oh one. Two. Las Vegas Lights, two. Lights. New Mexico United, mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. San Diego Loyal, one. Oh, okay. Orange County, one. Indy 11, nil. Ooh. Oakland Roots, one. Hartford Athletic, two. And Sacramento Republic, four. Colorado Springs Switchbacks, nil. And I know we talked about it because this is our post-game show, but the one you technically didn't read was Phoenix Rising 1, Monterey well, Bay 1. Everyone knows that score, And do man. you know why I have to say it is because if you listen to our Thursday show, what did I say is the result? 
What did I say? Was you the said result? All, to be fair. You're yeah. darn right I did. And that's why I put a nice bet on the BetMGM Sportsbook. This draw. I got a plus 290, baby. On the draw. Nice. We nice. winning that money. Just want to nice. throw that out there. there so, uh, Beers on Max. Big spender here. Take, whoa, Big winner. Take my suggestions to the bank. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But yes, any of the... Kind of how's that reverberate in the uh, the table of where we're rising at now? Good question. So, uh, while we're we setting while the table right while, now, while I'm pulling that table up, I will say to you that uh, actually, you made the question about Louisville was a goal late. No, it was actually in the 23rd minute. So it wasn't. Got it. We were talking about it when it was in the late. So minute, let's look right. in the West then. Sacramento Republic sit atop the table in the West. They are on 14 points from six games. That's four wins, two draws. They have yet to lose a match. Behind them, you have two teams on 11 points. In second, it's San Diego Loyal. In third, it's San Antonio FC. Right behind them, Colorado Springs switchbacks. 10 points off of the six games, but they've got a goal difference of minus two. Result like tonight, surely not going to help that one. Yep. Uh, Monterey Bay now sitting in fifth, eight points. Nice, even two, two, and two over their six games. Oakland Roots and El Paso Locomotive, both on seven points. RGV, Orange County on six. Phoenix Rising also on six, but Rising having played a game less than Orange County. Uh, and then New Mexico on four. Las Vegas Lights propping up the table. They've played four games. They've drawn four games. <laughs> Las Vegas Lights, unbeaten at least. Oh, gosh. I mean, it's like the light switch is kind of just like, it's really hard to get it stuck in the middle of that light switch. The so lights are on, but the winds aren't coming home. I was wondering how I, I saw where that was going. I like that. It's interesting because if Rising were to win this match, this is how tight it is. Right now in 10th in the table, they would have been 5th with a win. It is that tight. And granted, they do have a game in hand compared to a lot of other teams. But, um, I mean, that just shows that we, we were talking to uh, some of our counterparts here, and they were saying, like, right, it does make sense how we value these points. Even if it's a draw, it helps. It builds momentum. And, again, like we said over previous results, it's way too early in the season to panic or worry about anything because there are still so many matches left. The team is improving. But you do have to wonder if these – Matches that should be wins, when you look at everything in a whole, turn out as draws. Will that bite this club towards the season's end? We there's so Seating much. Wise, I there's, think. Yes, I'm not worried about. Not, I don't I'm, think I'm not worried, be, worried yeah. about making. making yeah, playoffs. if it comes right, down to right. them finishing eighth or ninth, then there are much bigger problems. Right. Um, to me, the issue there comes down to: is it the difference maybe between fourth and fifth? Is it the difference yeah. between hosting that first playoff game or going on the road? Even above that, though, I mean, when you get into that top four, every spot matters because it changes the complexities of who you may host at home, who you may have to travel away to, how difficult that run is to the final from there. Um, those points are pretty critical. But look, it, it's... Eh. I mean, to give it to give you, if I'm reading this correctly with my eyes absolutely straining, everyone in the Western Conference, if you can go back real quick to that tab, my guy, everyone in the Western Conference is on a goal differential. The best is three goals in third place. The only two that are above that are San Diego Lowe with a goal differential of four and Sac Republic with a goal differential of 11. You're, 
Oh, I just need, sorry, it's the crazy. one little it's thing crazy. to actually inter interject with here. And BJ's correct. Memphis at the moment are currently in a weather delay. So that game is not final. Oh. So hang on a minute. What time zone is huh. Memphis? Huh. What time are they getting uh, set to restart? I think that's day? Eastern. Is it are Eastern? they Eastern? No, they're Central. Central. So they're going to restart that game at one in the morning. That's dedication. That's dedication. I was, I was wondering, like, it's been so late. Surely they wouldn't. But no, they're right. It says up here, uh, according the to the three hundred twenty-eighth minute. minute. You want to talk game. about? We don't need no uh, stoppage time. We don't need no extra time. Three hundred twenty-eighth minute. That's a do. What? That's insane. What? Okay. Okay. Hi. Well, it's too all as it stands, yeah. and that's the table as it stands. So, yeah. Well, we're trying to stand ourselves as we go through this. We want to thank our diehards who are in the chat. We're chatting with us, already talking about people getting some merch. Uh, talked about, talked to uh, Kieran earlier. He said that he was wearing this nice rising shirt at Costco. Nicely had a conversation with a nice lady there, and he's like, oh, yeah, Phoenix Rising. Boom, here's the shirt. Boom, playing here at the stadium. Got to love that. Get your merch. Become a diehard at phnextlocker.com. Appreciate you guys who have already done so. If you're interested, go do it there. Anything else, my friend? My voice, I am losing my voice, so we, uh, <clears throat> not too much, please. No. Lovely. Sure and sweet, that's how we like it. Well, appreciate you guys following us here at PHNX underscore underscore rising because double the underscore. Double the button. Freaking love it. You can follow me on Twitter at Max David Simpson. You can follow him on Twitter at OJ Evans 18. You can follow producer Sean at Sean underscore deposit. You haven't seen him on screen one, so you know, whatever. But I'm giving him the nice follow. He's peace signing us. He's there. He's peace signing us. You can't in, see him, but he's there. In our system right now. But hey, thank you guys, everyone. Like we said, follow us on Twitter. Be stay tuned for <clears throat> pregame coverage, in-game stuff, post-game shows, everything like that. We did a lot of tailgating content. You already know we're gonna be back this week, Tuesday at 6 p.m. We'll catch you then. But until then. Peace.